Hey guys! It's Lauren! It's Keith. And, and welcome back to And, and They Were they Roommates. Ha. Ha. Huh. Huh. We're in such high spirits this week. I, Keith and I, I are both in our bag. <laughs> I don't think you've ever seen two people in higher spirits, honestly. <laughs> we're, we're great. We're thriving. <laughs> I totally, like- I totally just didn't. I drove through through three different counties in North Carolina today blasting the acoustic version of Better Man by Little Big Town covered by Taylor Swift crying. Oh, country. Wow. Well, you know what? Get over it. I, I won't ha- get over it. I I'm never going to let moment. you live it down. I was having a moment. <laughs> Three hours listening to Lose You to Love Me? Okay. Oh, <laughs> so good. You know, I was thinking for this yeah. episode, I actually wanted to talk about Lose You to Love <gasps> Me, but then Sorry. <laughs> it was excited. released in 2019. Yes, it was. It was so released like, like over a year ago. But I love it so much. But it did. It was still on the charts in 2020. So you could talk about it. Okay. Well, we could just do a subsection. Fabulous oh, song. Let's talk about that later in the episode, probably very soon into the episode. We're just going to be talking about a year in review. and But like not really a year in review, just like some some hits. Just some favorite things that we liked so far. Because some moments. This is our last podcast of 2020. Yeah. And, our, and the semester is so weird this and year. And this is my last podcast being Keith's roommate. Yeah. Don't forget, like, I'm moving out. Yeah. We're going to have to, like, and they were ex-roommates. <laughs> and they were no longer roommates. And they were no longer roommates, but they kept the friendship. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> There's some beef. <laughs> we kid, we kid. We kid. Actually, I really wanted it in 2021. I So... In my new place that I'm moving into, as we've addressed on here multiple times, like I've had, this was like, I literally signed this lease in September of 2019. So this is nothing like crazy. Like this has been well known that I'm moving into this place, but my bathroom there, you're going to die. It's like pink and green tiles. And then it has pink palm tree wallpaper and it's crazy looking. Oh, it's, it's like, um, camp. It's campy. It's um, <laughs> but the wrong type of camp. Yeah, the wrong, <laughs> like, but like the met ball type of camp. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what I'm thinking is we should do a photo shoot like in that bathroom. Like I think yeah. it'd be so quirky. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just feel like mm-hmm. that would be like so. Like I want it. Like I since we started this podcast, my one wish that I wanted was to do a promotional photo shoot of me and Keith in a bathtub. Like literally, don't ask me why. That is my initial thought. Yeah, that was your initial thought. We like never I, did it, but we will. But we will. Like, I want us to have, like, a nice bubble bath. I, I can't wait to see your new place. Like, I can't even I know. picture it. We had a night looking outside. Like, I just, like, surrounded the perimeter. But, like, Oh, my God. <laughs> never I forgot about that. That's in. a whole story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> a whole story. Um, I am going to need help moving this week. So, anybody actually just got a text from the girl I bought a rug from that I need to go pick up the rug. Anyway, like, we, let's just do it the today. The rug is so pretty. You want to go? Nicole's going to come with me. I just, I can't after this, but I know. I I'll be there in spirit. Actually, let me text her. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a podcast of like, um, like housekeeping. Like just this making is, sure this we have everything my housekeeping together. Podcast. My room is super depressing right now because I took everything down yesterday. It was giving me like last episode of Hannah Montana vibes where the, where she like goes up to the window and kisses the glass. Like you have to do that. Oh my God. And yeah. we have to take a video and like put the music in the background. Like, oh my God. No, 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 no. And you're like, I'm like, yeah. bye. We take, you take my your pic- mugshot. No, <laughs> it's never getting taken down. True. 
We have to figure out what to do with Ashley's though, because she was thinking we get all new mugshots, but I don't really. I think she's wrong. Yeah, I think she needs to find the other Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> I think she needs to respect my legacy. Oh no, you'd still stay up there. We just when you leave your, your I just slurped. Deck. You guys, you probably couldn't hear it. I just slurped my Lacroix. Oh, I heard it from comment. here. <laughs> oh, I heard it from here. <laughs> Wait, what flavor Lacroix is it? Like it's what a are lemon cello Lacroix. Ah, uh, yeah. Before Keith is like, Lauren, do you need anything from the kitchen? I was like, actually, yeah. Can you get me a lemon cello Lacroix out? of the- like and that's like the most extra thing ever. Lacroix is the bougie seltzer. Lacroix is the. It's, I'm actually a fan of bubbly. That's so wrong. It's the wrong answer. Really, I think it's actually better. Lacroix think- is literally three ninety five for a twelve pack. There's no way that could be considered bougie. It's There's no way. The lo- you know that the old people drink them. You know that people in beach resorts are like, "Give me a Lacroix." I love them so much. I'm an old woman. We all know this. Yeah. I'm actually elderly, guys. Like, I was just eating, like, a block of Gouda and, like, drinking tea and dark eating dark chocolate in my bed. I sometimes think about what it's like to actually be elderly and what type of adults we're all going to be when we're old, much older. Mm. Like, do you think you're going to be the type, the type of person who, like, keeps up with trends or, like, tries to stay young? I don't even think it's going to be an effort to stay young, but I've always been someone who's really inspired by certain aesthetics. So I think, yeah. like, that's always going to remain the same. Like, I think that I've always been really drawn to classic style, but also like I'm a little bohemian in a lot of ways. So, like mm-hmm. in the way that like I interior decorate and like the way I like my surroundings, I like it to be very simple, clean, but warm and comfortable. And I think I'm always going to be that way. I don't think that's something that's going to, I think it's going to be influenced by the trendiness. Like that, I feel like that is kind of trendy right now, but I think that no matter the trend, I always kind of still keep my same aesthetic. If that makes yeah. sense. I think I'm definitely... I would say I'll always keep my same aesthetic, but I also think I'm not stoic in the sense that I won't all like stop from changing it up. Yeah. Or is stoic the right term for that? No. No. When I said it, I was like, oh. Stagnant. Stagnant. Oh, me. Um. But like I, I like think of my mom <laughs> in the never... way that like my mom has like transitioned with styles. Like yeah. I wouldn't say she's the trendiest or most like like trendiest woman, yeah. but she has always transitioned through the times and she's never been like I feel like there's moms that are like stuck in the early 2000s. There's that, like, moms who are stuck. Like changed. Yeah. I I think I'm never going to not be open to new things or stay in a certain era of nostalgia. Like I always think I'm going to be listening to new music and I think I'm always going to make an effort to keep up with like mm. newer and exciting things. See, I think that's the one difference with me is that I love certain things so much that I like beat them until like I oh same I, I go into them so 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 hard and I will always want to go back to them. Whereas like I struggle finding new things. Like finding new things is difficult for me when it comes to like music and like movies and stuff. Like I always do like there's standouts of things that I like and then like I was telling you this before like it's hard for me. I used to be so influenced by music and especially in like my life in high school and when I was younger and it's like thinking about my favorites from this year like that's really hard because I think especially like during these like hard times I've kind of reverted into like back to like old habits and nostalgia to kind of have that comforting feeling rather than exploring anything new and when my life is like crazy 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 which I feel like it is all the time ever since I've been in college I don't explore music that much because like every ounce of my free time that I would I would give to spend to do that. I typically just spend like my friends or doing something like that. See, for me, it's like, I just like, 
in a weird way make the time like no you do I like do i just don't make the time for i it. just like i'll stay up late and i'll listen or i know like friday new music comes out mm-hmm. and i just i think because all my social media is flooded with it too just like the accounts i follow and things like that that's just I, what you're interested just, in yeah i just always keep up with it but it's one of those things where i know i'm always going to think that the best music that's come out has already come out for me mm-hmm. like i will say that probably pre 2013 like 2010 2011 mm-hmm. And before that is like, in my opinion, just better music. But well, I, the funniest thing is that I think it's fun to like move forward with it too. I say that my music taste is really hard to find new things that I like because you listen to what I listen to in my room all the time. I'm very yeah. like, I like to relax. Like music is my time to like lay there and like watch a candle burn. Like I'm a weirdo. Yeah, you've but- been listening to Norman. <laughs> What is it? Effing Rockwell. <laughs> oh, recently. yeah, Norman Effing Rockwell. Yeah, you were shocked when you walked in and you heard me listening to that. I was I, like, wow, look at her, the culture. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love that album. Like, I, Lana Del Rey, Problematic Human. Well, but, it makes like, sense that because you like Folklore and Jack Antonoff. Oh, I know. Like, I love all of that. And, like, I love um, Florence the Machine. And, like, I really love, like, a strong female voice and, like, that strong v- female, like, defined sound. Like, when they have a – every I like artists, I feel like, who have very – defined sounds and of themselves but they're not really necessarily poppy that makes a lot of sense like yeah i don't know do you do you mean like distinctive because i feel like folklore isn't very distinctive i think it is i think it's i don't know i think norman rockwell is i'm just gonna call it norman rockwell because of um this is family friendly content yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i think that's very distinctive of lana del rey always Lana has a very... And what she did with Jack Antonoff was, in my opinion, a lot of Jack Antonoff's cuts on folklore were very him by the numbers. Oh, I agree. So it's like, for me, I'm just like, I don't really see... I just like listen to that. I'm like, oh, Taylor Swift. And like, it takes me home. Like, that is what I need. I'm just being so harsh on her because it's a good project and... The fact that I look at the track list and I think it reads like fan fiction means that it is her. Do you know what I mean? No, like, I freaking love Taylor Swift. Taylor Mm. Swift was the... I've told you this before. Was the first artist that I, modern artists I ever listened to, like ever. Because as a kid, my parents never played the radio or anything, and they always had CDs of classic rock, like 80s rock. Um, my dad was super into Green Day. Like, and that's the music I knew. Oh, that's fun, though. Like, I, yeah, like, I have a very strong knowledge of, like, the 50s through, like, the 90s in music. Like, I have a very strong knowledge of, like, bands and things. And I can name pretty much like any, like you play a Led Zeppelin song, I could tell you. Did what you it like is. Paramore at all? I went through a Paramore like phase. Same. But I was like older. The female front man, of course I went through a phase. <laughs> but I remember like sitting in my cousin's basement and her on like a big old computer watching the R song music video. And that is like my first like memory of like music, like of like yeah. modern pop music. Like that is my first memory of it. And so like Taylor Swift is just like, always been there i don't hey, know lauren i love her i love her so much do you know who my favorite artist is uh, no i had no idea really <laughs> i think it's lady gaga i think oh my god she... no way no way <laughs> i think since i was little and she came out i i was a fan she's been very influential in my me. life as well i, I think say. it's like she find she finds a way to be like, just the longevity. Like, her and Taylor Swift both have shared longevity. So true. Fun fact, they both actually have the most number one albums of any females. I believe that 100%. Consecutive ones. I totally so believe that. So that's kind of a testament to both of their longevity. And I'm not into giving Taylor Swift too much credit, but 
honestly. No, Taylor Swift, though, has turned her career around. A folklore, how I will times? say, like, Lover was the start of a decline. Like, you can't True. even deny it. And folklore is a way for her to sort of get out of the mean. This is her mature segment. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, this is her mature them. coming out album. Like, I think this is her album of I'm an adult now. I'm about to be 30. And I want to make music that I enjoy and that is like thoughtful and not. She doesn't need to like rely on that big pop heavy sound anymore. I think she's, I think she's Taylor Swift and I think she does, but she never wants to seem like she's losing. And I think making an album like Folklore so soon and not having an album filled with different singles and not putting it about that changes the narrative. So yes, well, Folklore is overall such a success. It's probably going to be the third best selling album this year, but it's like now no one's talking about, oh, it debuted with less copies. They're talking about, oh, this is Taylor Swift like doing what she wants with her music. This is yeah. Taylor Swift changing the direction. It's not about the pop singles. It's about, hey, this is the material. Also, if you can't tell, this, let's just go right into it. My album of the year for <laughs> me was Folklore. It means a lot to me, that album, and I love it so much. I've talked about Taylor Swift on this podcast. I'm such a stan. Really, I am. And like, I've kind of like didn't I denied that for so many years, like especially in high school. Like I was like, I don't like Taylor Swift. Oh, that's fair. I'm like I I'm wasn't not, pretending I said it though. I was like, I'm not like other girls. But like honestly, my adult self, like I'm like, I love her. Her music makes me feel so happy and so sad and like really like I really vibe with her music and I always have. And I don't know, it's like a special album to me because I feel like I grew up with her. And so I feel like her music has grown up with me too. The sound collided with what you like. Yeah, with what, like, for sure. I feel like what everybody's been going through. And, like, I remember being, like, a senior in high school and re-listening to, like, Fearless and really thinking about, though, like, the song 15. That song resonates the old... Once you're, like, 18 and above and you listen to that song, you're like, wow. Like, that has such a meaning. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, at least, I was like, wow, I really understand that feeling that she's describing. And I just feel like that's that way with all of her music. And, yeah, it's been a defining year for her. And I think that that album made a really strong impact on my 2020. Yeah. You've lived with that album. I really have lived with that album. My favorite album of 2020 is definitely Chromatica. But since there's an entire podcast dedicated Obviously, yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm a Lady Gaga fan, just there is Not a podcast about it. Not that he likes her even Second a episode. Um, I decided my pick for album of the year was going to be Future Nostalgia by Dua Lipa, just because mm, you're right. <laughs> she launched like such a great campaign with it. Just aside from the album having what I'd say, there's two songs that couldn't be singles that couldn't be spun into singles. It's like wait, okay, twelve subtract two, ten. There's ten songs on it that are just great. Or no, it's eleven. Wow. Um, (laughs) it's just a lot of great songs on that album. So the material is great. And also she launched the first single in, I believe, September, October of last year. And that was Don't Start Now, which is such a huge song. And then as soon as the year kicked off, she released Physical, which is such a bop. I love that song. It's like, and she released two videos for that song too. So she's doing that. She pushed up the release date for her album because of the pandemic, because of production. So she managed to do that all while staying on top of it and shifting to what the pandemic does. So like different artists, even Lady Gaga, like she had a whole campaign planned for Mm -hmm. traditional times. She was like, okay, I'm going to do this. She had a surprise Coachella set planned and everything. And then when the pandemic happened, she kind of let go of all her plans for what she was going to do to promote the album. And that's why Chromatica really doesn't have much going on right now because she kind of, 
I don't want to say she threw in the towel, but things changed. But Dua Lipa kept it alive, multiple videos. She released a new song like two weeks ago. Like she's keeping it going. Yeah. She's doing this digital concert series. It's supposed to be sort of like a live music video or theater performance that you live stream into, which is really innovative for the music industry, which is not making as much money without touring anymore. So Dua yeah. Lipa for the win, man. Future Nostalgia. One of the best campaigns you've seen, you'll see like in so long. Because it's just, I don't know. People don't do it like that anymore. Or she's like, doing it. Total sidetrack on that is like I was actually applying for an internship with a I'm not gonna call it, say the actual company, but I was applying it was a record label and it was a publicity internship and they were asking me how I, what I would do with ten thousand dollars and like how to run like a publicity campaign for a new song or a new album. And like I like that was a hard question. Really? Especially in the time of twenty twenty though, because ten thousand dollars doesn't get you that far. So I was like, you can't have like an a song video and video release at the same time kind of like ariana did like you really can't do that well that's what a lot of people are doing but if it's a newer artist i think the best thing to do is to look at different social media outlets and like tiktok dictates everything now which i hate to see it but it also i hate to see it when songs i don't like go viral but like doja cat's whole entire career like she's great she's an artist but She's had, like, eight viral songs on there. I brought her to where she is today. No, fully, like, I, that's exactly my answer to them was, was, like, strong social media campaign, strong visual campaign, get, like, the best photos and video content that you can with it that money, and then create, like, buzz about it online and create buzz and, like, get it promoted that way. Yeah, it's TikTok, and it's also – traditional promotion is so hard right now because mm-hmm. artists aren't going radio station to station even though – even though sometimes it's really sad to watch artists do that and then have the song like not take off. I know. So annoying. But that's a whole other thing. But yeah. All right. Let's move, let's keep it moving. I don't really have a song of the year. I had a really hard time with this. <laughs> I think there are certain songs that stood out this year. Yeah. But like there was nothing that I was like, yes, that is my 2020 pick. Like mm. the song of the year for any reason. Like I couldn't come up with one. Did you? Yeah, I have two to talk about. One of them is pretty obvious, and I think everyone... Like, if you could guess, Lauren, what would you say? Something off Chromatica. Yeah. Ugh. Like, not 911. No. No, not... It would be like, what, Stupid Love? Oh, oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. Rain on me. Yeah. Yeah. That took me too long. (laughs) It's It's like you don't listen to Rain on me as much as you listen to the other ones, I feel like. I feel like I... I don't know. I, I'd say I listen to... So, stupid Love is my favorite off the album, yeah. so I think that's why I'm thinking yeah. that. <laughs> oh, I, like, hammered Stupid Love when it first came out. I but Stupid Love. Uh, Rain On Me to me, just the chorus just really went off, and I listen to it all the time still. I actually took a step back from it last time we talked, since last time we talked about it. Ooh. But it just... I, I have the stats right in front of me. Like, I listened to it 500 times. Like, it's good. It's a great song. It's catchy. Love the production. Uh, such a such a great song, a number one single, mind you. So, and then yeah. my other pick was "After Hours" by The Weeknd, just because I think it's a really beautiful song. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, TV wise, I complained to Keith about this for a long time because I don't, I just genuinely just don't watch TV very often. But like, if I watch things, it's the consistently the same thing. So I'm going mm-hmm. to show my inner old lady right now. Oh, and no. literally season four of The Crown just came out, guys. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, ah, it's so good. The Princess Diana, Princess Diana's in it. 
and it's absolutely the like, Princess Diana is in it. Shut up! It's wow. The that's Diana. crazy. The B Princess Diana like have respect for her, Lady Di. God, <laughs> have some respect. Show some respect <laughs> to William and Harry's mother. Wow. Um. Yeah. I have been yelling at my computer screen while watching it. I'm only on episode four of season four. It's so good. It's literally so good. But like, I feel like I am way too informed on like the life of Princess Diana. And like, I cannot help but like be biased towards her. And sometimes when I'm watching this show, I feel like they're not being fair to like so many different parties because I know so many different stories. And then I'm also like, but then it's like a fictionalization and like, it's like a retelling of it. So I'm like, and like, is it I, totally fic- it's, it's not fictional at all, but like okay. what I'm starting to say is it's, um, acting it out. Like, yeah. And they're making it uh, palatable for people. And like, there's parts where I've literally looked up some of the scenes they've done in the, the season so far that like never happened. And I'm like, and, like, there's certain things that, like, I'm, like, that just isn't what Charles would have said. Like, it's just <laughs> not. And it drives me crazy because, like, if you really know what's going on, it's, like, oh, it's so yeah. frustrating. And it's also so frustrating that this only happened, like, how many, what, what year is it? 2020? Like, within the last 40 years and we mm. do, we don't know every detail about it. Yeah, And it's like still played so close to the belt. It drives me insane. This and, is, ugh. this is random. Yeah. Have you watched Grey's Anatomy in your lifetime? Yeah. I feel like everyone goes through a phase. For me, it was I've only watched the first, year. like, two seasons, but yeah. Oh, I watched up to season 10. Oh, and my there God. Was, <laughs> they needed to call it quits long before that. I, I'd say season 6 and season 8. Season 8 was the turning point, but season 10, they had, like, a tornado. And I was like, if every season finale is going to be some sort of tragedy where everyone dies, it's kind of dumb. So, That's literally every season finale of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, but the <laughs> thing is... They had like the shooter season six, and you're like, okay, like let's talk about it, let's do it. The bomb, the, and that was cool. The bomb. What episode was that? I think that was. Season I believe that was season eight. No, that was season two. Really? Because I've seen it, and it's early. Oh, then yeah, then it, that must be that. But the shooter was season six, and that was like one of the best moments in the show, probably best. But I think they should have called it quits. And then I just saw the other day that season seventeen, they're still doing this even without half the original cast. Dude, once McDreamy's gone, the show should be canceled. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. Okay, they literally brought him back for this episode. I know. I saw smi- something on Instagram COVID. about it. I only care about McDreamy. I'm like, Mick respect. McDreamy pisses me off. Respect for that. Oh, my God. When McDreamy was in Euphoria. Oh, my as the God. Dad, I know. And then you see him like, okay, like but oh, my McDreamy God. Okay, but McDreamy and anything else, like, he's allowed to be in whatever he wants. But yeah. McDreamy is who I want and. Any, the fact that there was any controversy over like him and Meredith not being together from the beginning annoyed the crap out of me. I hated it. I was like, McDreamy, Meredith, done. Hot take. Yeah. I don't like Meredith at all. I think she's annoying. I never liked her character at all. Oh, I love her. I didn't her understand in the, the appeal. I, I really do like her. I love her in the beginning. I think she is really troubled and they really like focus in on that obviously i have not seen the show through its entirety so i don't really have much of an idea post yeah i mean that was my opinion off the bat i was just like i don't really get why we're obsessed with her i don't know i liked her a lot in the beginning but i've only seen the beginning so like that's really hard for me to really have an opinion on this but let's keep going my Um, favorite show one of yeah i might talk about the second but the first one is killing eve Ooh. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but a lot of people talk about it. BBC Network, 
Second season is a little more average. I mm, haven't seen I the heard third that. season. You know what? I heard a review on this, and mm-hmm. I don't mean to cut you off. No. But apparently like, they been... had a completely new set of writers for every season of Killing Eve. That makes so much sense. Yeah. I've heard this. People talk about this before, or at least it's like – like it's like either like it's a completely new set of writers for every season or it's like the first two seasons are the same people and then by season three it's like totally different because i haven't watched season three yet but i I think season two started off strong like it was a good segue but the content in the show just i think gets very draining really quick because she's a murderer she's a she's like a what do you call it assassin so she's like this assassin she's low-key a sociopath and no one really knows about it (laughs) But she works under this organization. It's been so long since I watched it, but it's an illegal group. Awesome. And she has like a hit list, like hit people that she kills. Yeah. And then you have, oh, what's the secret, like not secret service. Um, the CIA? No, it's in the UK. It's the MI, MI6, MI5. Oh, I, I have no idea. Okay. MI5 or 6. That's where... MI5, so- <laughs> maybe six. I don't know. <laughs> MI5, maybe six. I act contrary to popular belief. I do not work with them. But um, that's where <laughs> Sandra O oh actually Grace Anatomy. Is. And she's like, <laughs> yes, of Grace. Oh my God. I didn't even... Yeah. She's so good. She's the best part of the show. And she's then she so left good. before I even quit watching, but she she was the best. She's great. And she's in the best... Catherine Heigl was great. Give her props. I would, but she has a really bad rep. You mean you're right. But like in the beginning, she was good. I don't know, but I don't know about that one, but no. Okay. So Sandra O is investigating Villanelle is her name. And then has like an obsession with Villanelle Mm -hmm. to the point where Villanelle actually starts playing with her and likes her too in a weird way. But the thing is Villanelle doesn't have any feelings or anything. So it becomes like this weird dynamic, but the actress of Villanelle is so good. She she's Russian, but she takes on all these different accents and it's so interesting to have a character who kills people and is so vile, but is also so likable. When mm-hmm. you watch the show, you're so entertained by her and you're just like, it's you're not like that you're rooting for her half of the screen. You're staring at half the time you're staring at the screen and you're just like, what is going on? But you're also like, she's so cool. Yeah. Such a weird thing. You share think, the fascination that Sandra O oh has with her. I think I definitely, another show that deserves all the props in 2020 and they've received lots of props in 2020 <laughs> Shit's Creek had their final season in 2020. People tell me to watch it. I never have. Oh, I love it so much. Isn't it a comedy, like dry humor? Yeah, it's so funny. I think I just like, I'm at my max with that. Oh, it's so good. I like it. Like, see, I'm not a person. Like, I've never seen, I've seen episodes of The Office. I've never seen the whole thing. I've never even watched an entire season. I watched half of Parks and Rec. I've never seen Parks and Rec. And then I just got tired, and then I switched to The Office, and I was like, this isn't They both exhaust me, and I know that's not a popular opinion. Mm-mm. But, like, it, but I, I share it. It's really not. But I love Shit's Creek because I think the characters are genuinely so funny, and you root for them so hard. Like, oh, they make me so happy. Like, <laughs> I, just, I really root for them. I think I share the same thing with you, where it's really, really hard to get my attention on it. So hard. It's, like, nothing grabs my attention span anymore and it's so weird i literally but, just don't care about, like that sounds terrible that I, like, it like, doesn't sound weird because as much as i enjoy and respect good content i just sometimes i just am not in the mindset to just sit down and forget about everything else and no not at all i always have to be doing something for like this is like definitely like a toxic trait about myself but like unless i can like 
this is a toxic trait. I'm not even going to like say that maybe it isn't, but like it is. Maybe. Like every day, like I'm like, what did I do today that value? And like, that is how I like think. And like, that's not. That's not even that toxic to be honest. It's not, but it is because it's, it's like very exhausting because I'm very hard on myself on the days that Mm. I like laid in bed and watched a movie. I'm like, oh, you stink, Lauren. Like you could have done this, 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 and this. Oh, so like, I sometimes feel like, like that too if yeah. I like, don't go to the gym or something. Yeah, like I feel, I get down on myself about it. But at the end of the day, it's like that's why I don't really sit I really don't watch TV. Like I'll watch like an episode. I think that's why I like YouTube so much. Yeah, YouTube is short form content and it sounds like the creators are geared toward you. So yeah. then it keeps your attention. Like I and really YouTuber like YouTube. drama. I like oh, I'll sit so down good. all day. Like <laughs> so good, so good. And people are start finally starting to like come out with YouTube videos again. Guys, I was really mad. Any YouTube content creator out there, I was real mad during quarantine when y'all were not posting anything. And I'm like, that's literally your job. Yeah. You can do it from your house. Like I was mad. You but, can. Like, that was so. I feel like everyone. Dude, David Dobrik like hasn't posted a video in like a year. The world's a better place without his videos. So. Yeah, I mean you're kind of right, but it's still off. I just. Am I allowed to say that? Can I say another show that I was into? Little Fires Everywhere. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. It's like eight episodes. The last episode. Reese Witherspoon. That's all I know. Reese Witherspoon. So good. I forget the other girl's name in it, but she's really good. A lot of people had a lot to say about it. And I've heard so many mixed reactions about like what parts they liked and what parts they didn't. Mm. To me, there's only one really bad episode that I just didn't like, but it was also essential to the story. So I can't be that mad. It was episode, I think five or six. Okay. Episode six. I think there's eight episodes. But the finale, to me, the finale followed the book that it was based off of, but it mm-hmm. just felt so fictitious after such great acting and such great conviction and everyone's roles that they took on. I really like the time period it's set in. I really like the story. It's like you get attached to the characters so well. I'm trying not to give spoilers, but basically... Yeah, I know. It's hard. Yeah, but basically it just surrounds um, a mom and daughter who moved to this town. I believe it's called Shaker. And the pilot starts with another family a rich family and they're talking and someone is talking to Reese Witherspoon the fireman and is like someone intentionally burned down your house with you in it I feel like those are that's like a good encapsulation of our favorites pretty much for the most part yeah like I don't really have many like honestly like I think about I'm this is going in there I'm thinking about movies and like I just like don't know like what I would even say like I just like don't like there's not a movie that's so true because me neither like I, I just really liked don't. the movie Parasite, which won oh, the Oscars one of the this Oscar, year. yeah. Korean film. Absolutely. Really good. Cool. First foreign film to win Best Picture. Yeah. And that Props. was a good one. Foreign language film, I should say. But, I got um, a really angry email from a teacher today. Oh, that was a lot. I saw that actually on your story. You did? Wasn't it so passive aggressive? Dude, every email. I literally I- followed directions. She was like, hey, uh, email me if I made an error on the sheet. And then I was like, Hey, hi, hope all is well. Just wanted to let you know that I'm in this group. And she was like, I'm glad you read the emails, Keith. Dude. Thanks. That's my. That's work. why I told you to email me. I was like, that's literally what I did. Every week I come, I have a new passive aggressive email from a specific professor and it's driving me insane. I've like, never had that level. I was yours, just like, I was a lot, but I had like this whole semester, you've heard me complain about it. It's been terrible. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think so everybody's much. high strung right now. And I think we should have had pass fail. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking so too. All I knew is my like teacher analysis. Oh, dude, I've ripped this somebody. Year? This year for the first time ever, I've ripped someone a new one on the teacher. Yeah, analysis. like freshman year, I did not have this problem. And half the time I was just like, everyone's just trying to like get through this. Like I don't really, but this year I'm like, bruh, I couldn't even communicate with you. Yeah. Bruh, you the left communication me a passive aggressive note. 
Dude, I literally, my one professor, I've had to like email them follow-ups constantly with like the timestamp of the previous email being like, I emailed you at this time on this exact day saying this, but you didn't respond to me. And it's important because I need a grade. Like, and they're not like when I was, I was in isolation and my one professor blamed me for not coming to the classroom (laughs) and getting materials. And I was like, I emailed you that I was in isolation. The Dean of Students informed you that I had the coronavirus and couldn't come to class. That's so and funny. And he's still like upset with me. And Andy, I was like, you're, you're kidding. Andy and I have the same professor for this one class and part of her presentation involved asking them a question about it to put in the presentation. Mm. And the professor just kept ignoring her up until the day. I remember of. that. I remember so that. So then she had to switch the entire presentation just because they wouldn't specifically respond to her email. That's crazy. And then I have a professor who the grading scale is designed to make us look like we're doing worse. Yeah, you told me this, yeah. It's the same person who's writing me passive aggressive notes, so Listen, I... dude, I literally <laughs> have been trying to do my research and find out if a D is passing. Can somebody let me know? Because I actually really don't I think it's passing in general, but for pass fail, it's failing. Well, but for Am there I wrong is no that? there is no pass I can't do it as pass fail because it's a core requirement. So I'm gonna ask well, I think just in general, like if you had a sixty five, that would be it's a C or it's a seventy or above to when we did pass fail last time around. I know, I'm, but I'm not talking about that at all. Like I'm oh, talking about just can I general? get a D and pass this class? I believe so. Nicole, what do you think? Because I actually have asked my no one's giving me this is another thing. I no you should. no one's giving me a straight answer though. Like I asked my advisor, like what was the lowest grade I could get to like pass this one class? I'm really struggling, guys. This is never also I should note here that I actually have a very good GPA. I'm a double major, have an internship for the spring and like have a really good GPA and I'm over here like considering like what's the lowest grade I can get to pass a class which I think think is pathetic it should be above a D but the thing about it is that we go to a private university so they might have different standards well that's the thing is like and I asked my advisor and I was like what's the lowest grade she goes passing is fine I was like (laughs) but what is passing I guess someone informed me I don't know we're all going through it it's finals week I'm tired it's like double finals for us this year it's like a weird dynamic but We'll, we'll talk to you guys soon. All right, guys. We'll see you next semester. Please have a safe journey home for the holidays and really enjoy spending this yeah, time with your family if you can. Don't get COVID like Lauren Rogers. Don't get COVID like I did. It's a sad time. <laughs> it's not fun. All right. Bye. Bye.